Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Sage Burnin Chamberlain. <laughs> How's it going, Matt? I mean, I've done, it feels like nothing but watch basketball over the last several days, and so that's pretty spectacular. I it's, love this. It's incredible, you know? We are at the point in which we are um, just watching basketball at this point. I don't even have to watch football or pretend to watch yeah. football, you know, uh, for fantasy reasons. Because um, <laughs> that's over. <laughs> yeah, my team's that's not in the championship. Gone. Yeah, that that's sh- ship has sailed a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> it's so good to have uh, NBA back. NBA basketball back. It's so exciting, uh, and I'm so pumped about that. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on our social media on Twitter and Instagram. You can search for Couch GM Podcast, and our logo will come up. Um, and if also give us a rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, and we would greatly appreciate that. Matt, we're on episode 95. What people miss on episode 94? So, we talked about how Rudy Gobert got paid in Utah um, just a ridiculous amount of money. But, you know, to each their own. I'm sure Rudy can uh, go enjoy a nice uh, glass or two of wine now. Um, And then we talked about how the preseason ended, and we gave some opening NBA night predictions. um, That Nets-Warriors game, and then the Lakers-Clippers. Ryan had the Nets winning 115-102. to I had the Nets winning 109 to 100. The Nets, in all actuality, just stomped to Golden State for 125 to 99, and it really wasn't even that close. Um, and then in the second game of the evening, Lakers Clippers, both wrong on this one, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> you went Lakers 102 to 96. I went Lakers 113 to 108. I was a little closer on the score, but we were both wrong on who was going to win that game. Clippers came out hot and uh, held on at the end to win 116 to 109 yeah that was uh shocking when nick batum won like a was in in a game for significant minutes and that team ended up winning yeah that's not something we've seen recently ryan (laughs) um so (laughs) i know we were texting about that starting lineup and we're just we're we we had questions (laughs) lots lots of questions and for um, sure Came out and blitzed the Lakers after their ring ceremony. Um, Lakers made it interesting, though. But uh, it was a good game. At least we had one good game to open up yeah, today. Yeah. Um, and then we also, in episode 94, had our big East preview. Um, talking about uh, a burning question for a couple minutes for each of the Eastern uh, Conference teams. And then who we thought would make the playoffs and play-in games coming out of the East, having to kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel for those last couple. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more coming up. But let's just get on to the news for this week. Yeah, there's a lot going on this week because the NBA is back. Some marquee injuries here. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Matt, but Kawhi Leonard had a mouth laceration, which just sounds shot to the face. Just sounds terrible. He had eight stitches or something like that. I I haven't seen a timeline for like when he's coming back or how long he'll be out, but I imagine it'll be for a game or two. Uh, Marquise Chris, breaking news today, uh, is out for the season for the Golden State Warriors with a fac- fractured leg, uh, which is super un- un- unfortunate for them. I've actually liked Chris and what he's done. He's a good a backup big man yeah. now. Uh, what he's done there. Obi Toppin, that Knicks first round draft pick, uh, is out 
for seven to ten days with a right calf injury. Don't rush him back, please. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, he's been kind of good, right? Yeah, for the Knicks, like, I, I like him. I, he, the Knicks still suck, moments. but whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and then uh, some more fun trade news. Some more Harden bits and pieces here. Harden has expanded his team. <laughs> uh, teams he would be willing to be traded to. Uh, he had in Boston and Portland to that list. Which is kind of interesting. Like, Boston... Oh, uh, please, no. Um, <laughs> I, I thought the Portland one, though. that Because that trade's really easy. That, yeah, for CJ, for Harden, and then you throw in some stuff. whatever. Zach Collins yeah, and whatever. Zach Collins and whatever. Some picks, of course. Right. Uh, and CJ kind of balling out the other night. Definitely. Uh, against Houston. Against Houston. But... Uh, Portland ended up winning the game, and CJ had to go ahead three there late yeah. in overtime. Um, so that I don't, I, that's kind of an interesting piece there. Yeah. But before all that happened, the Rockets had a nightmare of an opening opening night uh, with all this COVID stuff. Harden violated league protocol. Got like not half at the a strip club though. <laughs> it was not at a strip club. I guess it was at a. It was it was at a gathering to celebrate his friend because she's a boss and there may have been strippers there <laughs> but it was not at a strip club okay thank you for clarifying that matt uh but got half the rockets organization like quarantined <laughs> john wall still hasn't debuted demarcus cousins still hasn't debuted as of this recording uh one of their rookies that got a ball thrown at him just having just one of yeah. the worst weeks yeah um jay sean tate yeah out of ohio state played like last year i think in australia and then came back over to the states this year and yeah him and harding got into it Kenyon martin jr and ben mclemore both have covid yeah so yeah that's just kind of a, a nightmare uh honestly i was like because that was the game against okc that got canceled it got postponed, canceled whatever postponed yeah. delayed whatever um i was kind of like are they going to suspend harden for the you know picture video of him out at this event or not if if not they might actually have enough guys to play or maybe not and then they end up holding like holding guys out oh so and so has got like a foot injury and it's like they didn't have to play the game but yeah. i really almost wanted them to have to play the game with eight guys and one of them being james harden <laughs> uh yeah and so that was the other last piece of news with that is that the game got postponed uh which is just incredible that whole series of events is just okay see so coming full circle here yeah it's just it's it's amazing um so there was that if you missed that uh, Matt, this in your neck of the woods now. Uh, the Celtics legend Casey Jones passed away this week. 12-time champ. 12-time champ. Really good. <laughs> really good at basketball. I mean, I, I know those 60s Celtics, like some people don't love giving them all the championships because it's like, you know, who else were you playing against? Yeah. But it's like, hey, someone had to win them. Right. And Casey Jones was definitely a part of that. Nice. Um, and... The most maybe exciting piece of news that we get bit here from Adam Silver. Yeah, Adam Silver in like a press conference this week said the NBA would be willing to expand. Yes, which is super exciting. And all the Seattle fans came back to life because they've been gone for the last like fifteen years uh, because Oklahoma City stole stole their team. Yeah, it's almost like I don't know. Windhorse um, was talking about it on his podcast the other day. Uh, It it sounds like. They really didn't want to do this, yeah. But because of that's like the major hits they're taking financially, um, last year and this year, they're like, we need. Well, we so need that so that's because uh, there's uh, an like, expansion fee. Yeah, a month or two ago, 
um simmons threw that out on his podcast he was like the way you recoup this is you expand to like 32 teams seattle would be a good spot but you've got to pay in like two billion dollars right expansion fees yeah which is just insane (laughs) could you imagine none of that has to go to the players either which is just crazy so it's just like all right i mean if they expand it's going to be two teams yeah right and so it's like, it's guaranteed Seattle is one of those teams. There's no way the NBA expands and doesn't get Seattle a team. What would the other team you would like to see? So I I think more of like a Midwest would be would be wonderful. We talked about Kansas City off Kansas air. City, yeah. Nashville's another one. Louisville um, would be a Louisville, fun one. Yeah. So may, you can maybe make the same argument for like St. Louis. Yeah. Um, actually, they had the Rams taken away. So it's like there's there's some teams or some cities in there that could like definitely maintain a team. I could more or as much understand though. I know the league doesn't want to do Vegas, but Vegas, and then kind of have to reshuffle who's east and west. Yeah, just setting Memphis to the east coast, yeah. like <laughs> crazy move, like Memphis and New Orleans to the east, <laughs> and there it is. Yeah, it could be really, or. Minnesota could get in there and squabble yeah, about it, but whatever. like, right, and like they could be in like the Pistons division or something. I don't Minnesota know, maybe... would love to be in the Eastern Conference. Definitely, <laughs> that's the thing. It's uh, I know you know you could talk about geography should be the most important thing there for East West. Obviously, it doesn't really matter, but um, there should be a lot of teams putting in a bid to go to the East. Yeah, from the West, just like Oklahoma City is like, can we like please play the Knicks like two times a year? Right. And or four times a year, whatever. So much be. easier in the East when you get to play those bottom five teams so often. Oh, Whereas yeah. Right now, like, OKC is the only team trying not to win, <laughs> and they somehow still beat Charlotte the other day, Ryan. <laughs> like, they were trying to lose. That was and incredible. They still won. <laughs> that was incredible. I kept following that game. Uh, at, like, I watched till halftime, and then I started doing other things. And they had a 12 point lead with a minute left, and then the game was tied. Because Miles Bridges went nuclear. Yeah, it was just a nightmare. It was just a nightmare. But whatever. I mean, that's what's... Are you ta- are you happy you won? No, I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, hit us up if you got other ideas for where to expand. I don't know. I don't think the NBA can go back to, like, Vancouver. I, the Mexico City idea has been thrown out. I think Vegas and Seattle might be their best bets. I mean, it's definitely the two biggest markets out yeah. of all those we've thrown out. So I think Kansas City would be an awesome buy-in, though. It would be, and there's already an arena ready in Kansas City. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, you got to have people who want to make it happen in Kansas City, not just the arena. I don't know if there is that. Maybe there are. Yeah. Maybe people see the success of the Chiefs, and they're like, "Hey, Kansas City is obviously a great sports town." So they won a Super Bowl now. They won the uh, MLB with the Royals a few years back. Kansas City's got some things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know how many players. Like, then you get into like, are the is the ownership group willing to pay for right big time free agents to Again, come in, and it, then it's a it small market the, team. The classic yeah. like, what's convincing guys to go there? Yeah, the barbecue. It's <laughs> really good, but Las I mean, Vegas has just a different appeal. Let's yeah, put it that way: a different type of barbecue chicken. <laughs> You know. <laughs> oh, okay. On that note, we're <laughs> shifting gears here. Um, so, Matt, it's been a week of basketball. We've had, yeah. had basketball back for a week. Let's overreact a little bit, you know, and sell some stock and buy some stock in some teams. Um, we made some predictions in episode 93 and 94, and I already have some regrets. I don't know about you. Somewhat. 
Okay. Somewhere. You're not you're not jumping ship off the Chicago Titanic like I am. I was I already didn't think Chicago was making the play in. I was that low on Chicago. That's so fair. That's fair. We'll go through uh a f- six teams in total some uh I'm I'm off of you're off of or like you said buying in on um so the the first concerning one for me is the one you've been giving me all kinds of just crap over. I just don't understand this hype I mean, for this I had him as my 10th. I had to pick somebody. And looking back, there's the obvious oversight now um, of Orlando of just, like, they're not Charlotte. But Charlotte is, like, the team. It's like, yeah. guy, you, you're not efficient. You don't play defense. They do pass the ball. I do appreciate their willingness to yeah. pass and, like, get other guys involved. Like, we've seen Terry Rozier have a big game. And Lamelo's something. PJ Washington's good. PJ Washington's really good. Yeah, like Devonte Graham's a guy. We'll already see Zeller's already hurt. He's out a bit. Hayward's already hurt in and out. Yep. So we're getting to this situation of like, all right, who's your next good dudes? And there's just not a lot of guys on that team. So I, I, I do. I still wonder if they can get the ten, but whatever confidence i had in them getting the 10 which was minimal to begin with is steeped down to near none yeah i think they're a lottery team like from what we've seen there i mean they lost the cavaliers and gave up like 70 points to the Cavs in like one half uh which is not great uh, <laughs> uh again who's playing defense outside of like pj washington like miles bridges has looked better this year yeah that's a pro but it's like it does it culminate in winning basketball games right they should have beat the thunder obviously did not beat the thunder like that's a tough one to lose like yeah if you're gonna lose some games or you're gonna lose a lot of games that's fine but you can't lose those games you can't lose the teams you're supposed to beat right and it just doesn't feel like charlotte's at that point if you're a playoff team like you just kind of scrap out most of those games like 60 percent of those games yeah you have to um and it just doesn't feel like they're at that spot yet i think you've in your um uh scouting i guess i don't know how else to describe yeah. of lamello ball is pretty accurate because dude can't shoot off the dribble catch and shoot is dicey terrible yeah it's catch and shoots dicey but i think that th- i mean ultimately it's can you defend anybody and the answer no. has been no for Char- no. charlotte so far and maybe they get better towards the end of the year but um i just don't know what this team is at the end of the year after the trade deadline yeah and i there's obviously a ton of room for growth when you have teams of a team of basically all young guys. Right. right. But again, like it's got to mean something in terms of winning for what we are talking about. Maybe they're not a bottom four team like they essentially were last year. Maybe they elevate to like the eighth worst team, <laughs> you know, but like, it's like that is a significant step for them, but yeah. it's not where they need to be in terms of like making a plan though. So, so what about you? So I I'm I was I mean I liked this I kind of like this team I think we both had them as yeah. a play in potential play in uh, but that's San Antonio give me all their stock yeah. I'm super excited to see the San Antonio Spurs not only on this list but watching their first first few games was a lot of fun like they, it was back to watching San Antonio basketball they didn't forget what worked in the bubble yeah yeah and that's so important that I was a bit worried about. And we'll talk about this player later um, in one of our other discussions, but uh, DeJounte Murray looks just incredible. Um, Very good. Keldon Johnson looks great. 
continually. Uh, Damar shooting threes, like he shot threes the other night on a pretty efficient. Lamarcus Aldridge is shooting threes. They're stretching the floor. They're passing the ball. They're a really good passing team. They cut really smart, and I think they can defend enough uh, to get by with some of their wing defenders and Damar and uh, even Dejounte Murray. And it's just fun to watch them again. And I'm just going to buy all their stock. They're not winning the championship, but I think they're closer to a play in lock than what we both thought. Yeah, I think we both... I mean, again, we we classified in tiers. Yeah. But both, I think, had a, them toward like the end of the play in locks. Yes. And like part of that's the West is a lot of really good teams. Right. But maybe they're more like that 7, 8, 9 rather than the, are they fighting for the 9, 10. Right. But even, because that it's like a, not significant, but like decent step up. Yeah. But yeah, I really like the Spurs and we'll talk about more of them later. But I like the embracing of the young guys, but then the old dudes still doing their thing and just, it works right now. Patty Mills is like, I swear that dude's going to just be hitting threes from the bench for the rest, like for the, next, the rest of the time, yeah, like all of the 2020s, he's still somehow gonna have a role. Um, who was their draft pick this year? Devin Vassell. Yeah, he's pretty good too. Like he get, he's given them some good minutes he's early on. Decent defender, right? Yep. And then if he can just knock down enough shots, it's like he's a good role player for right, right now. Maybe he gets more than that in terms of a career arc, but at worst, right now he's like a decent you know bench guy. So yeah, like they've got a nice squad in san antonio and that's even with Derek white not playing yet yeah um either um i'm gonna go back to being a negative nancy here um <laughs> golden state just looks abysmal ryan yeah and part of it's they're getting plastered on tv yeah. which i get why the league did that but i don't want to watch them anymore <laughs> i'm out <laughs> <laughs> we had this conversation i think this is the first conversation we had when we saw each other today and good lord i don't know if they can do anything like i don't like, they can't defend. Nope. They can't really score. Nope. So, I think they might be the worst team in the NBA right now. And that's saying something with the, like, Knicks, too, right? Like I think No, the Knicks are worse. The Knicks but, are like, worse, but, like, like good the God. are worse. But, like, the fact that they're, like, almost closer to those teams than they are, <laughs> um, like, Minnesota at this point. Yeah. Like, or maybe they're more just, like, in that Minnesota-type tier. Like, we had them... Like, as French play in, playoff, like yeah, those play in type, like mid lower plans, they're not. They 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 legit are. I think a lottery team this year. Yeah, they feel like a bottom ten team, like, and almost like for sure. And like, the argument can be made that like, okay, well, Clay would fix maybe some of this, and I just don't, I don't see it. Clay would help them get to a hundred points a game. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's the thing is you need to score like one ten to one twenty every night to like have a yeah. chance in yeah. NBA now. Their offensive rating is not even close to a hundred points, um, which is just it's frightening. Like yeah. all of it's frightening. I think the upside here is Wiseman, of course. Right, and I mean like most of his productions in garbage time right now. It's mm. so, like the stat line, like the box scores look pretty good. Like, and I acknowledge that. And like he had a good start in one game where he like, came out seven quick points. And they're like, ah, nope, going to go get you in foul trouble. And two quick fouls to the bench doesn't do too much then for the remainder of, like, the competitive basketball. But, like, you're right. He's, like, a, a little bright spot for them. But Ubre being not good. Yeah. Wiggins being not good. 
Yeah. Uber, I mean, as of today, hasn't hit a three yet yeah. in the season, which isn't great. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he does other things. Like, he's at least trying on defense, yeah. it feels like. Like, yeah. he's, he's trying to at least do the other parts of basketball well. Maybe he's not good at them, but he's, he's trying to. Wiggins is just a black hole right now. That <laughs> dude needs catching it, and it's going up. Somehow, Wiggins got worse. Like, it feels like it's His just... shot selection is just crap again. Yeah. It's like, and that's something Golden State and Steve Kerr was talking about. It's like, he's really working on eliminating the long twos. It's threes, layups, drives. And it's like, no, he's doing four for 16. And it's from whenever he wants it, wherever he wants it. And it's just not efficient. It doesn't look clean. And he, at least Oubre is trying to do other things. Wiggins isn't. Yeah. Like, just straight up. <laughs> he, he's shooting the ball. Like, that's what he does. And the problem is he's just maybe the least effective guy in the league at doing it. Yeah. I mean, Twitter has definitely clowned him in the last right. couple couple nationally broadcast games. And, like, you think the, like, okay, so it may return to average. So he may turn to be, like, a 30%, 35% three-point shooter, which is, like, right around league average, average maybe right. below league average. Um, so maybe it gets back to that this year. But, like, off to such a rough start, it's going to be hard to recover a lot of that i just i and i i mean again neither you nor i are gonna bet on andrew wiggins like no, ever no 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 so i you know whatever he can get back up to 33 percent for the season like that's fine it just doesn't actually help this team do what they need to do and their bench is trash we talked about that at the time their bench was trash draymond still being out like obviously doesn't help but again what does he fix right for them it's like Okay, they don't give up 130 with him in there. They give up 120. Yeah. Still not good enough. Offensively, Draymond hasn't done anything in two years on offense. He's not going to come in and play offense now. He's Clay, not shooting the ball. Right. Even if you had Clay, again, he helps. But I I don't know if he helps you be anything more than, like, at least we're kind of in the game Yeah. now. Yeah. Like we said in the Nets game, like, they really were never in that game. It was surprising that they battled with Milwaukee as long as they did through halftime. They come out of the second half, and Milwaukee's like, all right, fine, we'll play. Well, that's the thing. Like They played such bad defense on Chris Middleton, it got him going, and that's when the game broke open. Yeah. Like He just like hit so many threes as kind of the backbreaker for the, yeah. that game. And then that ended up being like a 40-point game. Yeah. I think Golden State <laughs> may have got down a little under 40. But like they really cannot stop anybody, and their offense, there's... Outside of Steph just either jacking threes or running off a thousand screens, I don't trust anything about their offense, unfortunately. And again, I'm a I'm an Ubre guy. And if if him and Wiggins can't bring anything to the table offensively, at least consistently, there's just no way Golden State's making the play in at this point. Hundred percent. Moving on to my negative, big time negative. I would say I need to give you more crap for this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had Chicago as a play-in team, and it doesn't look great to no. start. It's, it's. I, I may be overreacting to this a little bit, but they're another lottery team. They're still somehow in that seven, eight. I, it pick. just, it doesn't make any sense. Like they should be better than this. Like Zach Levine should be producing more. You feel like Kobe I said White it last time. <laughs> I'm not gonna bet on a team where Zach Levine is the best player. Like Kobe White should be like hasn't really been good through the first two games yet. He should definitely be better. Um, and like Wendell Carter, we still have no idea what he is. Uh, Laurie Markkinen's kind of playing 
like significant minutes and playing he's better. Good. Yeah, um, he, he's jacking threes. But like, just like I don't know, like this roster's still weird. No one's playing defense. Yeah, and like I feel like Billy. I mean, Shorten's off season. And I feel like Billy Donovan should have had this like team playing better at this point, um, at least to start the season. It's not like they played like world beaters either, like super locked playing teams. It's not like they're playing Milwaukee and someone else. Um, I feel didn't, didn't they play like Atlanta already? I mean, they're going to. I think they played Golden State. Yeah, so they hope someone has to win that one. Um, but yeah, they've played Indiana and Atlanta. Couldn't, so couldn't guard Trey Young at all. Yeah, which not surprised. Um, and then they couldn't guard Demonis Sabonis. <laughs> not so, really surprised. So the the Indiana thing, I think that was a close game up until like the fourth quarter, maybe, and then Indiana just kind of blew it open. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I I don't know. I just like don't get like the sense I'm seeing from Chicago early on. Um, and for someone I picked to be an upper tier play-in team it doesn't feel like they're that no they're not and that's the thing is again and we mentioned it last time is the combination of all these individuals should be a lot better like the individual pieces are fine like i still like there's still hope for wendell carter right he's in his yeah. third year effectively in his second year because of injuries yep um Markin didn't get an extension done another right. guy um i heard they were just way off in terms of like what the number was for him. But I mean he's coming out ball and so far. So maybe it's one of those not quite Brandon Ingram, obviously, but those type situations where it's like, no, it will pay off. Like they're playing the rookie Pat Williams a lot. Yeah, he's, he he's, started. Yeah, he's looking fine, but you know, still a young dude, doesn't really know what he's doing out there. And then Levine and White, like again, all five of those guys, like it's not none of them aren't starters. And then you have Otto Porter coming off the bench, Sadoransky, Thad Young. It's like, again, that's like eight players that like can play NBA basketball. And all I'm just, you mix in some other guys. And yet the Bulls somehow, it's like, they still can't figure out like, oh yeah, they have Garrett Temple also. So it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just like the fact that they can't bring it all together yeah. is just perplexing. And if Billy Donovan, give them the year, if they really can't figure it out, then that's... You know, obviously Jim Boylan, yeah, deserved to be fired, but that's more of a personnel issue than at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent. I'm at this point in the season. I know it's two games in. We're only a week into the season. I'm just selling all the stock that I had bought in Chicago in the off season. So. No, and I don't want it. I know. That much. <laughs> uh, I'll flip the script for a positive one this time. Um, again, slightly an oversight. And they're definitely taking that Golden State spot, it feels like, is New Orleans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Zion, I mean, they said he lost 25-ish pounds. Pro- still needs to lose some more. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, okay, this he's looking like a number one pick. He yeah. he was just bullying everyone on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's like they just kicked it ahead to him, and it's like one dribble, I'm going through you. Yeah. And it it didn't really matter who they put on him either. It's just like you couldn't stop him. Um you couldn't stay in front of him. Yeah. Put it that way. Um Lonzo looks really good. Yeah. Like, he can shoot now. Another like didn't get the extension, but he it it's clean and it's like he knows what his role is now. Yep. Um if he'll just play enough defense, 
whip the ball around and then take advantage of the open shots he's going to get um, from Ingram and Zion. He's a good NBA player. Maybe he's not a number two pick, but he's a really good NBA player. Ingram's obviously very good. Zion's good. You already see the impact of Steven Adams. Yeah. He's getting them. I know like they lost to Miami, but that he, by himself, I don't care if he gets credit for the offensive rebound or not, gave him like 12 extra possessions. Yeah. Like just tipping it out or like, you know, randomly like Miami came down with the rebound and he just like poked it out and then dove on the floor to like cause a jump ball. It's like stuff like that. It's like, you know it because you watched Steven Adams yeah, for 10 years. I absolutely love that guy. He just, he creates extra possessions for you and him and Zion are just a menace on there. So as long as they get enough shooting from that team, um, I they're just a force to be reckoned with yeah. in, in the West. Not a top six team, I don't think, but they're definitely a play-in team. Yeah, they. Uh, I would agree with you there. Steven Adams, I was watching that Christmas Day game, and it took legit like three Miami dudes to box out Steven Adams because like you just can't let him like go one on one with him generally unless yeah. it's like Bam or some of the big centers. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible to see this team. Ingram kind of has taken another step too. Um, that dude's just gonna be an an amazing scorer. I don't know yeah. if he can defend at a high level, but that dude can just put it in the bucket. If he can situationally defend, yeah, that's maybe about all he needs to be like an all-star yeah that dude just can score from anywhere it's incredible he's taken quite the leap since he came into the league yeah um my last team i know i said i'm out matt i'm i was all the way out this is the ex-girlfriend you keep coming back to (laughs) i'm back sacramento i'm back this is i'm buying every single stock that i sold back uh in last week's pod i think they're they might be a borderline playing team they might be a borderline playoff team. It's similar to the Chicago situation. Like the individual parts should amount to something better than what they've been in the last year. Yeah, and maybe they are. De'Aaron Fox has just come out looking incredible. Bagley is actually like a really good, nice NBA player. He's just got to stay on the floor, though. Yeah, he can't get in foul trouble. That's that. That's been a thing. And then, like, if he stays healthy. The dude's incredible, super talented around the rim. Um, should definitely be playing as a five. They need to stop with this experiment at the three four. Yeah. Um, but healed like has come out looking good, which has been nice. Yeah. For them. Um, and then De'Aaron Fox, like I said, has stepped it up on the defensive side of the ball, which is super impressive. Yeah, he's got like f- like what three blocks, five blocks already this yeah. season. <laughs> he had like this incredible game saving chase down yeah. block the other night on. Um, I think Will Barton, uh, and it was just, like, yeah. one of the most wild things. Like, you don't that expect... That got them to overtime, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they won in overtime. Um, which, that game was just a referee nightmare, because <sighs> there were so many missed calls there. Um, but it's one of my favorite teams to watch again. Um, they're not my league pass uh, watch this week, because I've watched them twice now. <laughs> so I need to pump the brakes on that and watch some other teams, but... Uh, it's been fun watching. I mean, I get the appeal of them, right? It's just like, can they put it together over 72 games? In which I, I'm hesitant. But it's I, I, I liked them when they had Dave Yeager. Yeah. I hated them last year. Yeah. And now it's like Luke Walton, not done a 180, but he's like, they're playing through De'Aaron again. 
Yeah, they're like this they're is, playing with some pace. This again. is just your squad again, and like do as you will. Like even though Heald's been really good and Barnes has been really good, it's more like you just play your roles for those guys as best you can, and let De'Aaron do what De'Aaron does, and it's worked so far. Yeah, I'm. I mean, not to get into like some more rookie talk. I'm not as high on Halberton as some other people are. The shot's still shaky for me, um, but like he, if Heald starts playing to his contract or just to what he was a couple of seasons ago, like I don't, this team should definitely be competing for a playoff spot. Yeah, they're they're competing for that, like nine ten. Yeah, like and I mean that's that's a step up for them. Yeah, um, I mean it's almost where they were last year. So. And maybe there's just spots to be taken there with like Golden State falling out, Oklahoma City um, falling out, Oklahoma City falling out. Right? I mean, there there's 14 teams in the West trying to be good. That's just the problem. But there's only 10 spots, I guess, if you look at it with the play-in. So hard to hard to get one of those. But I I get the idea. I just don't know if it's sustained success. But now we'll move on to topic two, guys. We in teams we'll think will have sustained success. We're talking about awards. Yeah. get into these predictions like we do every year ryan so we'll go through mvp rookie of the year most improved player sixth man and defensive player of the year these are the five we've done every single year i don't think we've changed we don't do coach of the year we don't do any of those yeah. don't even do the extras yeah um let's just go mvp first who do you have i have Jokic. Makes sense. We talked about the Nuggets might finish as the best team in the regular season. Yeah, it's uh, 0-2 starts not looking great, but no. I think he... Uh, I I want him to win it. I don't think he will. Um, it's kind of one of those like weird years where there's a guy who's won it two years in a row, and you know he's not winning a third unless he puts up like 40-10-10. and yeah. 10. Um, But I think Jokic will get enough love. Uh, post-bubble that he could get some movement to win right. the MVP. So, I'm going to go with... I I think this guy just has to play like 55 games. Yeah. That's all. And I'm going to go Kevin Durant. Ooh, okay. So, it's just... One, there's going to be all the hype yeah. there, right? And the narrative. And I think the Nets are going to be really, really good. We both had them in our, like our top two, three um, for the East. So... I, I don't think he's got to play 60-plus games. Um, I mean, I know the shortened season at all, but if he can get to 55, I think that's going to be enough for them. Because, I mean, through the preseason and then a couple games already, very clearly, there's there's no stopping this guy. Yeah, Again, we're no. back to this thing. Yeah. So good luck with that. Um, and I think the Nets have a real chance of finishing with about 55 wins. Yeah. So maybe a touch more. So... It's going to be one of those very good team, really good narrative behind it, really good story, and maybe they're a little looser on how many games you play this year, especially with COVID, too. So, yeah. you know, I think it'll work out for him. Yeah, I think that's a great great pick. I, Yeah, there's no one guarding him. No one. Good not luck. a soul. Good luck. Not a soul. Uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, I'll go James Wiseman. Um, I don't think he's like actually going to deserve it, mm. but... Empty stats, you know, bad team, going to get a lot of minutes, um, going to get a lot of shots up there when you're down by 20 in the fourth quarter, So, which we've kind of already seen. Like, now he's not good against starters and legit second units, but 
I think he's just going to put up a lot of points. And being a top two pick, you know, you're going to get a lot of love. So I didn't, I didn't love anybody for this, to be honest. Mm. But I'll go with Wiseman. Okay. I got, I've got Anthony Edwards, the number one pick. He's played really well so far. Had a really good game the other night. Um, and I, I, I don't love this pick necessarily, um, but I think he's going to play enough minutes and enough right. get enough points uh, and stats to kind of just seal it away. He's definitely getting shots up. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's kind of my John Morant theory is that I don't know if the other guys behind him are going to play enough to be recognized for it or exactly. you know, be in con- contest for exactly. it. Exactly. Um, MIP. It's funny. You, you typed yours first, and I didn't see it. And I actually ended up typing the same guy. So then I you know, changed my pick. This is one but. of my favorite awards every year to think about and pick out. Yes, yeah, it is. And I got DeJounte. DeJounte <laughs> uh, Murray. Uh, this dude's just going to be incredible this year. Like, I'm convinced. Like, the Spurs were ta- talking about two years ago, got hurt, and didn't really have a great season last year. Yeah. Uh, but he's already started out the season with a triple-double, and he looks fantastic off the dribble. And, like, if the shot's there, this dude... The, the sky's the limit for this guy. Yeah. I mean, they gave him the extension, so it's like there's a lot of confidence in him now. Yeah. In that organization. Um, and obviously, I mean, Derek White's been out the first couple of games, but they're just kind of letting him run it. I mean, him and DeMar are essentially splitting, like, the creation duty. Um, DeMar is kind of like this point power forward now. Um, but it's running through Murray as much as it is DeMar. And I... I think Murray, with enough spacing around him, is just kind of going to be able to get to the rim at will right now. He's not, like, the most athletic or most explosive dude, but it's enough. Yeah. He's not the greatest passer, but he's pretty good at it. And you're right. It's all about the jump shot, ultimately, with him. Um, if it can at least be good from the elbows and a, an occasional spot-up three, that's probably good enough for him. But, again, he's one of those dudes It's like he's been around this 10, 12 points per game. If that takes a jump to 18, 19, well, it's hard to deny that type of a guy in a ward like this. For sure. Who you got? So I'll go with one who he actually hit 20 points a game last year. So this means he's got to take a pretty significant step and or the team is better. And that's Colin Sexton. I love this pick. I'm a big Colin Sexton fan. Big fan. Um, so Cleveland, I don't think they're going to be as much of a dumpster fire as they were last year. Yeah. Which, you know, it's pretty low standards. But, um, <laughs> it's a step up from Cleveland without yeah. LeBron. Yeah. So if they could be like, I don't, you know, it's, again, if they could be the equivalent of like a 33-win team, yeah. whatever that is in a 72-game season, um, competent, competitive, and I'm, like, obviously through two games, he's putting up massive points, but like throughout the season... I'm not shocked if he puts up at least 24 a game. Yeah. So to be like a 24, like six and a half and three guy, I think that's like in the wheelhouse. And it's like, how do you deny a guy who's putting up those numbers on like a competent team and a, an award? I don't know what you, what award, but give this guy some <laughs> some sort of hardware, please. He's not getting any time in Cleveland anytime soon. He's not yeah. getting any. So help help this guy out. I really like Colin Sexton. Colton Sexton's fun. And the Cavs, like... He can shoot. Are kind of fun. Like, they're not... 
it's him, not him garland okoro kevin love semi andre drummond yeah like, again all nba players like all like competent guys and again you get a maybe sex and elevates to like a legit number one guy for that type of a team you know grander context of the nba he's more of like a two three but for this team a legit one i don't again Colin Sexton's a scrappy, feisty dude. Team's just kind of taking that on. Obviously, they drafted Isaac Okoro, another type of guy like that. I just there's an identity in Cleveland now, and they're building towards something. Yeah, it's not just like a bunch of guards and two big men who can't really play together. Yeah, like they're they're on a path, and I don't know. A competent Cleveland team without LeBron, I think, should get just revered by the league. We'll go sixth man next. Um, I, I kind of stole the most obvious one. I know that. But... You go first. So Karis LeVert. Part of this is going to depend on how many games he starts. Yeah. Um, or not in Brooklyn. And again, I think the league should be pretty lax on like what qualifies for six man. Like how many games you have to start or not start or whatever. Because of COVID and all. Um, I mean, the dude just gets to completely run the second unit. And he's, he's putting up almost as many shots as Katie and Kyrie. <laughs> so, you know, I just think the volume's going to be there. He's going to be on a good team. Not to just keep harping on the nets, but, like, the opportunity's just going to be there. And Karis, obviously in the past has shown he's good enough to be, like, a legit scorer on, like, mm. a decent team. So now to be basically the same guy, slightly different role on an even better team, I just think he's going to get rewarded for that. 100%. I like the Karis LeVert pick. I was watching NBA games the other day, and I picked him in my mind to be our sixth man on this podcast. Didn't write it down, and when I came to write it down, I didn't remember. So, uh, my pick is Norm Powell. Actually, still a really good pick. Who should, should may have won it this past year, or should have gotten some votes for it, but I think he started too many games. Um, in replacement and that's the same thing with Karis LeVert here is like if he I don't know Fred Van Fleet or Kyle Lowry or, Kyle Lowry or OG Ananobi missed some games um I I mean like he could end up starting too many but I I really love Toronto still um even though they're I think going to start yeah, watched the Spurs the other day <laughs> um but I really like Norm Powell he can score he can shoot <laughs> he can get to the rim pretty effortlessly um Dude's a really fun uh, guy to watch if you're looking for someone to watch off the Raptors bench there. Yeah. And, again, with the games thing, knowing, like, just the Raptors lineups, if Baines gets hurt, they could slide in Powell and just move Siakam and OG down the lineup. If Siakam gets hurt, slide OG down, insert Powell. If one of the guards get hurt, insert. Like, it's just, it's really easy to get Powell into the starting lineup there with any injury. But... I like the idea. I mean, he's a legit 16-point-per-game scorer. Um, him, Jordan Clarkson could have been another one. Yeah, really Jordan Clarkson's there. a really good one. Um, just because, again, volume. Right. That's what all these guys were saying. There's going to be volume there for them to get shots up. Um, and then we got Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going with Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I'm not sure if he'll play enough to get it, but... If he plays and takes the regular season seriously, like he should, like this dude is one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, he's still locked down. Yeah, like it's just how much does he want to do right. there? Um, I I totally get it, especially if the Clippers like 
don't fall quite as much as I think public perception of them has fallen. Yeah. If they're still like maybe finishes like a two or three, then he's still definitely in consideration for it. Um, I thought about Ben Simmons, but Ooh, I, I ultimately decided to go with Bam. Ooh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously Jimmy's still very good and like the vocal leader of Miami, but Miami's defense, to me, it's really about Bam on yeah. the inside. Like that's ultimately what it comes down to is him being able to guard on the perimeter, him being able to guard inside, kind of if there's a bigger wing forward, you know, starting to take over, go put Bam on him. Or if it's a big man, you can put Bam on him. I think Miami's going to finish with a top three defense again this year. Um, and he should get a lot of the consideration for it. Obviously, got the big deal. Everyone kind of knows him now after the bubble. And he he deserves a lot more recognition than he was getting in the past. We all knew that. But now that the narrative is kind of there with him too, I think he'll be a strong candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. Ben Simmons, though, was a, actually a pretty close second for me. I mean, Anthony Davis could have said him again. Yeah. Giannis, of course, Rudy. But it, to me, it's more Bam and Ben. Nice. I like those picks. Um, I shout, shout out to Miami. They're, they're actually a fun watch, too. They're, they yeah. play a lot, lot like San Antonio. Uh, Precious Achua. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, is really fun too. He's their backup I mean, big there, kind of. Just a rim running five. Yeah, that's what he is. He actually is pretty like he's pretty competent on defense for big man rookie. Well, he's super athletic. Yeah, that, that's not his problem. The problem is like the mental side of it. For yeah, him. like knowing your role, knowing what your job is. But like, he made Memphis last year like a top ten collegiate defense, like really kind of on his own. So yeah, he can play defense. He's a really good athlete. It's just like he wants to be a three four, and he says it. He wants to be a three four. <laughs> like no, you're like a five who can play some four minutes. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, he's really fun. Just yeah. watching him behind Bam might be a yeah. little. Well, and that team lets it fly too. Yeah, yeah. That team just Robinson sh- hero Myers Leonard. Oh god, just letting it fly. Can we stop with that? Can we just? He we- was on fire the other day though. Oh god, here we go again. We're gonna get Myers Leonard hype, and no, then we're not. he's not gonna play in the playoffs like he did last year. Um, so we're gonna end the podcast with every week. We're gonna pick one team to watch on League Pass, and we're gonna maybe talk about them on the next podcast. Just mention yeah. it in the segment here. Uh, but what team are you watching this week, Matt? So a team we've talked quite a bit about um, today, Sunday. This recording, they they got the Pelicans. Is, and so I'm talking about the Spurs here. Talking about the Spurs here. So you have the Pelicans tonight. They got two Lakers games um, on Wednesday and Friday on League Pass, and then next Sunday they'll have a game against the Jazz. So I'm here for one San Antonio period, but two, I mean it's playing Zion, playing LeBron and AD, playing Donovan and Rudy Gobert. Like I'm just that's four really strong games mm. for the Spurs that like they look really good through two. If they come out of that as like a five and one team, it'd be like, oh, okay, maybe there is something real here. Even if they drop three of those four, I still think they're all gonna be good games. So I I'm here to watch the Spurs, the team we've been harping on, um, all pod. And we'll just keep that hype train chugging a little bit more. Love it. This week I got the uh, Phoenix Suns because I just want to watch as much Phoenix Suns as I can this season uh, and I watched uh, one of their games uh, yesterday 
on Saturday against the Kings, who they play again uh, today, Sunday. Your uh, Sacramento Kings. My Sacramento <laughs> Kings. I'm contradicting myself already here. Uh, this <laughs> They play the Pelicans uh, on Tuesday, Thursday on New Year's Eve. They play the Jazz, which could be a really fun potential playoff matchup. Yeah. Um, and then they play the Nuggets. And then Sunday they play the Clippers. So they really have some tough yeah. matchups this week. Um, and I'm really excited to see how they handle those because the Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton pick and roll has been really fun to watch yeah. so far. Uh, and if that expands, Devin that's going to be awesome. been good. Yeah. That's five games in eight days. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. They're going to definitely be road tested. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this back to back on the Kings with the Kings though. Um, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that is. But I mean, it really shows you like, or it's going to show us a lot like, is this team a group of professionals or not? Because yeah. that's always been something with Phoenix is like, again, got some decent talent here, but like, can you come together as like a team and like figure some stuff out? Past, the answer has always been no. Right. But now it's a little different. They've yeah. obviously completely shifted their expectations and trajectory with Chris Paul and others. So I'm, I'm interested like you with them. Yeah. It's going to be a fun season. It's also a good reminder that they're just going to be playing a crap ton of games in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, definitely get, get league passes here. Yeah. Because there's going to be games on basically every day. Yeah. Like plural. Games, plural. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited for it. Matt, we're under an hour somehow. Wow. Look at us, Ryan. We're prof- professional. <laughs> professional. After 95 episodes, we finally hit the mark. We got there. Hey, that's, you know, that's midway into season two. Essentially, if we're going by NBA standards, but this is what year yeah. three now? Year three. Yeah, this is when everyone takes their MIP jump. Yeah, this is the most <laughs> <improved> podcast. <laughs> if we had a NBA podcast award show, we would be on a mo- most improved watch list somewhere. We, yeah, somewhere. Probably not on this podcast, though. <laughs> somewhere. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 95. Uh, we'll catch you for episode 96. Yeah.